so much closer to being done, which wouldn't have made sense because we still have another like, six weeks yeah, of school. Yeah, so the one that we're working on now is um, the, the, the one that, that, that was due that I'm catching up on was pick a classical painting in a monochromatic style, repaint it in, uh, in, on your own paint. Um, I'm actually really excited to do it because I love Monet and I'm doing a Monet's Impression Sunrise, which is one of my favorite pieces ever. I can't do impressionistic. We've talked about this before. I just can't. Mm -hmm. It gives me so much anxiety. Um, the paint can go anywhere. It can go anywhere. It can go anywhere. It can do whatever you want. Uh, that's what I love about it. And the and then the one that I'm that we're all working on currently that I'm doing in class is uh, pick like make your own painting, but it has to follow a specific color scheme that we've talked about. But it can be whatever you want. And so I did some thumbnail sketches today during class did some charcoal sketches did some thumbnail stuff and i um got my paper prepped and then i'm sketched on my paper and that was really all i had time to do so nice excited it's good i've been wanting to do this painting for two years now and i'm finally oh you're actually gonna to so this is like a plan thing you've been i mean you just instead of coming up with a new idea, you were like, "What is something that I've wanted to do?" Yeah, right. That's the, that's what you do is what I what I've been wanting to do. This is my excuse to do it, and so I'm I'm doing it now. So I have a really really nice composition. I'm really excited to start it because uh, I'm doing like a highway road. Um, I'm actually drawing. Uh, I don't want to give away exactly where we are, but who fucking cares? It's um, so if they wanted the, to, the it's beltway. so easy to find us. There's a spot on the Beltway that I really like. Yeah. Um. That. The, when you just round a corner, it's just you're up a little bit higher than the rest of the road, and the rest of the road is just filled with street lamps. And I used to drive that in, at the at nighttime all the time, mm -hmm. um, and that spot is always stuck in my brain. It's like I should paint this, and mm -hmm. now I'm going to. I've kind of tinkered with how it looks in in my memory because I wanted to add some interesting composition. So yeah. it's just like a highway, and you see three separate segments, um, and it goes up, then down, then up, then down, and then up and out. I um, mean, it's super curvy, like the, the, the pathway is very like uh, swoopy, swooshy. I don't know how else to describe swoopy, it in, a vis in the audio format that people can understand. Mm -hmm. um, but it makes sort of like a, an S curve with an extra butt on the S. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to paint it because it, my, my professor was like, yeah, painting roads is really hard, but like you've done a really solid composition. And I was like, well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Validation. Yeah, it's nice to hear validation from a professional who paints like during class that you could watch. Lord Jesus. Right? Oh my God. Watching him paint and then looking down at your own and being like, I'm incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> that's Man, I suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it feels most of the time. Um, but he's super supportive of everyone. And he's also, I mean, he's just, a, it's nice that you get to see his work because he's so brilliant mm -hmm. at painting and at what he does. And then being able to like, like this guy's teaching me, like the guy that's doing that is showing me how to do the things that he's mm -hmm. doing. Mm -hmm. And it feels nice to be like, well, if I continue down this road, I can do that thing. Do you want to paint? Uh, digitally, yes. Mm -hmm. But physically painting is also really fun. I've It's something that I've fallen in love with in the past semester and a half that I've started doing it. So this is Media for the Intellectually Impoverished. I'm Taylor. I'm Randy. And this is the podcast that enriches your media okra lives. You did it this week. You know the past two episodes you have not been able to do. I'm proud. That's we why you were stressed. It. That's why that whole segment was stressed because you're like, man, I can't forget it. I can't, can't forget, forget it this it. time. Can't forget it. Can't forget it. <laughs> Good job, man. What are we talking about today? We judged a book by its cover and we're going to talk about it. That's 
that's it. That's it. <laughs> no, so um, Cam came up with this idea about oh, so long ago at oh, this yeah, point. Oh, yeah, like December. No, it was not December. Oh, yeah, it was. No. No? It was maybe February. Because she remember she made a whole list oh, yeah, of things. Oh, because she made the it was the monthly schedule. Yeah, yeah, and so it was back in February, and so we decided to schedule this way in advance because we knew that it would take us forever to actually read the book. First, we had to go find a book, and I feel like we we meant to finish it in like two weeks or three weeks, and mm-hmm. now it's been like a month and a half, and we've just kept pushing it down and down. We, we were gonna record it right before spring break, and yeah. then we were like, no. None of it. Neither of us have read the book, so we pushed it past spring break, and then miraculously, we both finished it by the time it was due. Yeah. By both of us, I mean me. It was miraculous that I finished a book at all, uh, but I did. I thought you were going to make a joke that you finished the book before me. I did finish the book <laughs> before her, and that was like the crowning achievement. I've been rubbing that in her face for about two, three days ever since I finished the book because she was like. How far are you in the book? Expecting me to be like, I'm on page like 33. Yep. Um, and I was, like, 100%. I was like, I'm 30 pages out. And she's like, what? Because he passed me. There was a day when I called him or he called me and he, I asked him like how far he was. And he said that he was like 30 pages from the end. And he had just, or it was maybe more than that, 50 pages from the end. And he had just passed me. Like he was five pages ahead of where I was. And then I couldn't let that happen. But I was at work. So I couldn't catch up. And it wasn't fair. Mm-hmm. I downed. Like so, but you want to talk okay, about the book? Okay, are we gonna are we gonna talk about the book? Okay, yeah. we I can show it on the camera if you're watching visu- uh, visually. Uh, for the audio people, it, the book is called My Best Friend's Exorcism. I think I might even be able to put a photo up of it. it the cover it looks so we we judge a book by co- its cover. We went to Barnes and Noble and we just walked around for, for like forty five minutes. A while we were there for a long time. Yeah, and we looked at every. Every cover that caught our eye, we pulled some books out that had interesting titles and then looked at the covers. Um, and we did not read the back. We, we did not could read not back. read the back. It we was could, only choose it by its cover or the spine or. Yeah, Yeah, we we could not get any information on what the content of the book was. We were looking purely at the graphical designs of the cover. And I stumbled upon this book because mm-hmm. it was on a display. And I was like, this is the most interesting cover I've seen in a long time. So the book, I think we said it, it's called My Best Friend's Exorcism. And the cover um, is reminiscent of old VHS tapes uh, from like the 80s and 90s. If you lived in that time, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're like 15 years old, go ask your parents. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Such an insult. (laughs) Go ask your mom. (laughs) But it's it's made to look old and worn out. And it's reminiscent of like the the B movies, the B horror movies of the 90s. And it's like the really cringy mm, 80s horror movies. And the ones that you'd see at the rental store and you'd be like, oh, I kind of. I kind of want to watch this while drunk, and then you do that. Um, it's not. It's not like a horror, like where you know you're gonna get scared. It's kind of like this. I'm gonna laugh at this. Mm-hmm. Like this is. It might. There might be some scary ooh, jump scares or something. But it. This is just to laugh at. And so we looked at this, and we we had we were choosing between this and then something by the Anthony, anomaly, the anomaly, mm-hmm. and then something else by oh. Anthony Horowitz. I don't remember what it was called. There was another one that was like a timey one. That was the anomaly. I know what you're talking about with Anthony Horowitz, and I can't remember. I think it was called like 21. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Something like that. I made the call on this one because I'm like, we're not going to find a cover that's more like visibly interesting than this cover. The other cover was was enticing, but it was not visually interesting. But you can be. okay. but to you, I think in this case and we have to do this again, we'll get we're getting there. Okay, we just got we got to build it up. Okay. Mm hmm. The next time we do this, because we have to do it again, I'm choosing the book because oh, I yeah. feel like you you really like 
fought for this I one. I fought for this one. I think is. I mean, I think it's it the looks most interesting. interesting cover. Do you want to try and describe the cover for those who are just purely listening? Absolutely, I do. So, uh, like I said, it looks like a VHS. And in, in on the bottom, it says New York Times bestselling author Grady Hendrix, and it has like a little quote. But that's where typically you'd see like the director mm-hmm. and like the. Um, the film production company that did it that's in that area on the bottom left there's a vhs stamp on the bottom middle there's the little tab that you'd see um that's like the person that boxed it or the the productions that released it Mm -hmm. um on the top right they've got stickers all over these things uh like the old vhs tapes would be so on the back there's a staff pick sticker Mm -hmm. um on the front there's uh, a sticker that says a novel which would typically be like it's a the price sticker, mm-hmm. as well as the be kind, please rewind sticker with a smiley face in the middle that actually has some blood on it. I don't know if you noticed that. It has a bloody thumbprint. You really, okay. I did not pay attention that much to the cover. It looks interesting. So, God, get to what it is. Yes, I know. I'm just giving the general idea. The and the actual idea. like meat of the cover uh, in the very top center, the, the focal point is a blonde girl with red eyes um, and a cross hanging upside down on her neck. Uh, to the left of her on the top left is an owl. Underneath that is a scene of a girl being the same girl. It looks like being attacked by ravens and birds. Uh, underneath that on the bottom left is a shadow man like creeping through the woods. You just see a shadow. The bottom middle is two young girls skating around a roller skate rink with balloons. Bottom right is three girls on a boat. Right above that is a school. Above that is a bell tower with, with someone jumping off of it. It was not until I got halfway through the book when I really took a good look at the cover. And that is literally the entire story mm-hmm. on the cover. Right there. And it's 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 brilliant because when you look at it and you first see it, you're like, none of these things really Makes look sense. like they make sense. They don't have any connections. And mm-hmm. then as you continue through the book, the, the pieces start to fall together. And you're like, oh, that's this spot. Oh, my God. It literally is the whole story on, on the, the cover. cover. <laughs> um and yeah, and then on the on the back side, it's just got like a little blurb about the book that looks like it's a blurb about the movie. It's got actual like photographs that are supposed to be from the quote movie, mm-hmm. um, but it's actually scenes from the book. Her bookmark fell out. Um, Don't touch my bookmark. I'm sorry, it fell out. <laughs> uh, and then it's got this book packs all the magic of a summer horror flick, and so. When you when you when we were judging it by the cover, it looks like a, it's it's obviously the most interesting. It has the most going on, has the most colors compared to the other books that we were looking at, which are very simple, had a very like restricted color palette yeah, of minimalistic only like, styles, yeah. um, just barely giving away anything. Mm-hmm. Um, this took the approach of give them all Everything the bits <laughs> once. D- just as long as you don't tell them how it happens, yeah. then they won't figure it out. It looks like a B movie horror flick. It does. And it I does. My I did not have high hopes. As soon as we got back in the car and we read the back of it, I was like, this is not, it's not going to be good. It's going to be hard to get through. It's going to be really cringy. It's going to just be not going to be good. But we were pleasantly it's, surprised. It's really good, actually. It so it's good. really good. <laughs> um, it, it felt like it knew what it was the entire way through. No, yeah. It, and it, yeah. Like all the chapter titles are named Make, after oh. like 80s songs. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I did not get that at all. Yeah, they're all 80s songs, like New Sensation, Total Eclipse of the Heart, Party All the Time. It's just like classic 80s and and I think maybe late 70s, early 80s, late 80s, early 90s stuff. Um, But it's just old music and this is the name of every chapter and it actually kind of gives you an insight about what's going to happen in the chapter. There's one that's 8675309. 
What? Uh, yeah, no, there's there, not. There totally I, is. It's the one where she calls what's his face and then what's her face picks up instead. I clearly, wow, you don't remember their names. No, That's I remember so, their names. I'm not, I don't want to give away the plot. Um, we haven't talked the plot yet. Okay. It's a, it's a secret. It's a until secret. We get away. Just, just wait another 10 minutes and just tell you. Yeah, or maybe we'll skip from here straight into the middle of us talking. It tells the story of Abby Rivers and Gretchen Lang. Abby, when she's older, it's, the book starts with her older and then reminiscing on their time together. And the story starts from them being kids when they first met. And it goes all the way through up, uh, mainly through their like high school Yeah, it, it kind of, the story itself, like the meat of the story takes place in high school. But it tells a lot of the story of like when they were kids and then up to high school. That's a good chunk of the book. That's like a yeah. good half of the book is just establishing them as characters and, and their friendship and their friendship mm-hmm. and all the things um, that 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 made the friendship so impactful. And there are even spots in the middle of like the actual story where it jumps back into the past and tells stories of how they were friends and what happened when they mm-hmm. were friends. So these two girls, Abby and Gretchen, are our best friends and uh, they get into high school and they're like, we're going to have a perfect high school career. Um, Abby's parents are really poor and they they're they're going both of them are going to a really upstate like rich Catholic school and Gretchen's parents are part of the rich people. Did they ever say Catholic school? Yeah, it's a Catholic school. They have a, a teacher that's a father. I know, but also I guess you're right. I just I don't think it was ever explicitly stated that I, it was I think it was early a Catholic on Catholic church. I think I just saw the word Baptist. I could have been wrong. Anyways, that makes so much more sense if it was Catholic. Mm-hmm. At the Catholic school, it's 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 them two who are best friends, and then they met two other girls. Um, Did you catch that? The, like Margaret, the she was the one who was mean to her in like fourth grade. Yeah, I and then she's best friends with she's her in fr- high school. Isn't that how it happens, though? <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe not, not. Not no. We hold grudges. Girls <laughs> hold grudges. If you freaking if you were mean to me in fifth grade, I am not your friend. It now. was there was two more girls, Margaret and Glee, Glee. Um, and then Margaret's boyfriend. Wallace, who's a huge dick face. Oh, Lord. Jesus, somebody. Um, so the 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 story really starts uh, with the four of them out at Margaret's beach house. Right? Lake house. Lake house. They have so many houses. They have uh, Margaret Margaret's lake house, and they uh, the four of them decide they want to take LSD, and uh, they they take uh, a tablet. All four of them take a tablet, and nothing's happening. And then they all get insanely high. Um, and Gretchen, none of them get high. No, that's what, the, that's the thing is that none of them, like they're, they're sitting there waiting for something to happen and nothing ever happens, but they start pretending and they're like, Oh, did you see that? Like trying to say that they're high, but they're oh, not really. I must've missed that. Yes. Um, so the four of them, uh, are sitting there not high except for Gretchen, except for Gretchen who gets crazy high, yes. throws off all of her clothes mm-hmm. and goes running and skinny dips into the lake, but gets swept out by, mm-hmm. a, by an upstream. Uh, and is taken out into the forest and they can't find her. So the four of them spend the entire night looking for her and then she shows up back in the morning. She's disheveled, disheveled, she's gross, and she's like coming down from the high and she's freaking out. Mm -hmm. Um, Abby takes her home and from that point on, Gretchen starts to change. Yes. She continuously gets worse and worse and worse. Her health, her appearance, everything goes downhill. She's becoming more antisocial, not talking to anybody, not talking to any of her best friends anymore. She becomes suicidal. Yeah, she becomes like she starts hurting herself. She starts cutting her arms um, and her parents are taking her to doctors because like strange things. They're hearing strange things. Weird things are happening. 
She says that she feels touches on the back of her neck and all across her body, and she hears voices all the time. There was a lot of things in here that I was like, "This is a new fear of mine." This is <laughs> I didn't didn't know didn't that this it. this could have this is now my fear. Some of the later book stuff, yeah, terrible yeah. Oh fear. my god. <laughs> um, and the and the and the the things start to slowly amp up until a breaking point when uh, Gretchen comes over. After no, Abby comes over to Gretchen's place after Gretchen had been grounded or something during a book club night with uh, Gretchen's parents. That is not the climax. That's not the climax. But, but okay. this is the first turning point okay. before okay. things start okay. getting crazy. Okay. 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 Um, the climax of the book is so much better. Um, <laughs> um, so the first turning point is... Spoiler she goes alerts. Over, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How are we going to review a book without spoiling? Without telling you yeah. what the book's um, about. We see Abby go over to the, the house. Gretchen's crazy. She's off the wall. She's talking about really strange things, and it, nothing really makes sense to Abby. At some point, Abby decides, I just kind of want to go home. And so she she leaves, and as she's leaving, she sees Gretchen at the top of the stairs, starts singing a song that by, I'm not sure who. Mm-hmm. Um, it's But it was some song. Gretchen's parents are extremely religious, and the song was like, it was probably Madonna or something. Something like that. It um, was, yeah. To and, them, like, satanic. Yeah, something, like, sexual and, mm-hmm. and saucy. And she starts singing at the top of her lungs, and her parents are like, stop that. And there's a bunch of people downstairs that are at the book club that are all, like, wine drunk. Um, they're all freaking out at this point. And they're point. freaking out at this point because she's singing, she won't stop. And Gretchen's dad goes up to the top to stop her, and suddenly he's, like, thrown down the stairs by what Abby thinks is Gretchen pushing her. Um, him. Him. Then it gets really quiet. And then you hear, thwap. And then a bird falls down from the glass. And then suddenly there's like hundreds and hundreds of birds and seagulls oh all flying into the building, surrounding her and attacking Gretchen, attacking the other people. And then after they all fall and die, owls come in and begin eating all of the dead birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the first major turning point. And then after that point, Gretchen kind of doesn't come to school for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, starts to really change and start to be like really viscerally mean to Abby. Yes. And then uh, at at a breaking point in their friendship, Abby declares, we're no longer friends. Uh, I'm the only person that's trusted you from this far because she starts being really mean to all of her friends. Um, And Abby's like, I'm not your friend anymore. You just lost the only person left in your life that was fighting for you. After that point, Gretchen is suddenly better. Out of nowhere. That's, so that's what I was talking about. That is the major this turning point. This is the point. major turning point when shit when starts going crazy. When their friendship has broken mm-hmm. and now somehow the next day Gretchen is completely fine. Better than fine. She's like glowing now. Mm-hmm. All, her skin is perfect. Her hair is perfect. She's wearing these new, fresh, like styled clothes. Everybody has fallen back in love with her because before everyone had isolated, like completely kicked her out. Abby was really the only person still talking to her. Comes in the next day and it's just changed. How did everybody in their right mind suddenly change their opinion on Gretchen? I don't know. I don't know how that happened, but it did. But suddenly everyone was a was was flocking to Gretchen. Mm-hmm. She was, like you said, beautiful and um, is now best friends with Margaret and Glee again. And, and Abby is now the outsider. Is the outsider because... Abby had thought that Gretchen was being raped by Wallace, Margaret's boyfriend. Sorry, all the names must be getting a little confusing by this point. And Margaret freaked out. She's like, you're not our friend anymore. You're a terrible person. Go away. And um, then Gretchen gets better. And she's now friends with Margaret and Glee. So leaving Abby behind. And Abby sort of left like on the sidelines. And during this time, (laughs) this is when all of the seeds are starting to be planted. 
for the eventual climax. Mm-hmm. Um, you see in scenes where Abby is sitting at the edge of a picnic table and the other three girls are sitting at the other end of the picnic table. And they are, uh, it's like one of those long picnic tables, I think. And uh, Gretchen is now sort of giving things and like sowing these seeds um, for the eventual climax because she's giving Margaret this new dietary supplement um, that's like you're gonna you're gonna lose so much weight you're gonna be the most beautiful person yeah Um, and because Margaret was always super conscientious of like her weight and the way that she looked and she always felt that she was a little too fat and then uh, Gretchen gives her these things and then within a week she's like beautiful she's like the best she's ever looked her mom is so proud of her um that's what's so sad that was like mm-hmm. reading that was so sad that like she's losing weight and everybody her mom her dad the teachers those friends everybody's like you look so good you're doing so great like look at you losing the weight mm-hmm. hurts and then she's giving glee letters from one of the teachers that glee has a crush on you don't know that you don't know that for sure but but it's very heavily hinted at in the first half. At least I picked up on it. Okay. And then she's suddenly going to like mass All every single day yeah. at lunch to go hang out with this teacher. And then as the story continues, Abby uh, thinks that maybe she's possessed when a group of like really burly Christian dudes come to a burly Christian dude show. Um, see, that's the only thing that see. That's why I don't think it's Catholic because that would never happen at a Catholic school. I don't know. It's the 80s Catholic school. I guess Catholic school was different back then. Yeah. Um, these really burly Christian dudes come and they put on this burly Christian dude show that's like, you believe in Jesus. Uh, Jesus is our strength. And they lift a heavy cross. Um, and one of the dudes looks at Gretchen and, and specifically mentions that she is possessed by she a demon. A she has a shadow over hanging over her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Abby, at that point, something clicks and she's like, maybe she's She's, she's possessed. possessed. Maybe she's possessed. And so she starts following this trail and attempts to get the, she's trying to get the dude that looked at Gretchen. Uh, <laughs> yes, Chris Lemons. Yeah, and she's trying to get him to come back and like help her with this situation. Yeah. And she's dealing with all these things and suddenly she notices that Margaret's no longer coming to school mm-hmm. and Glee is kind of, going crazy so we kind of skip forward past a weekend at this point after that chapter after so everything it's after halloween Mm -hmm. is when everything goes downhill and that's when we start to see the what's come of these little seeds that have been these little seeds that have been sown um the first thing that happens is is or that we see is abby gets called into the principal's office and is blamed for giving children alcohol and for selling drugs because this entire time all the faculty and advisors have thought that Abby, because she's poor, is the reason that all these bad things are happening. She's becoming this scapegoat. She goes outside after that interaction and she looks up at the bell tower and she sees like papers floating down and these papers, she picks one up and it's a letter that was written um, supposedly from the teacher, Father Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. Father Morgan uh, is a love letter professing his love to someone. And she looks at the top of the tower and she sees someone that's getting ready to jump. Mm -hmm. So she races up there and suddenly the person is grabbed before they jump off. And it's the teacher, Father Morgan, grabbing her old friend, Glee, who is currently just drunk off her ass. Mm -hmm. Um, And half naked. Half naked with like writing on her chest. mm -hmm. And she's like screaming about how she she loves this teacher. Mm -hmm. And the teacher's like, 
I don't know. I have no idea, I have what's, no going idea on. what's going on. Abby's like, Gretchen did this. Yeah. Gretchen did this. Because she was the one who was giving her letters every day to like go to mass to go to the, that, mm-hmm. that's what she did at lunch. And so that's the first thing that happens. And then right after that, she goes to visit Margaret like mm-hmm. a, like a day or two later because Margaret's really sick and she's like, well. Well, she needs help. And she thinks that because Margaret's been out of school for so long that she must be better now. And mm-hmm. so this is, she can't do it alone. She Margaret's going to help her. And this is my personal. This is the worst. <laughs> this is the, the worst, worst scene <laughs> In the entire book. No, it's not. No, but it's it's a really bad one. It's it's it was my least favorite. This is the one that made me out loud go, Oh my god. I cried. I, I later in the book when okay, we'll get there, we'll get but there. I cried. Um how, how long are we at? We're at twenty minutes. I know we minutes? gotta get through. I You're telling move. every detail I'm sorry. and we just gotta get the the, the, the idea out there. Yes. Um so she goes to see Margaret. And Margaret has been diagnosed with anorexia. She gets to 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 go to Margaret. She's like, I have some food here. Um, she gives Margaret the the ice cream, and then Margaret's like, I can't. And then she t- pulls the the covers back. She's about to throw up, and she sees that she's got like a huge, huge belly. Huge belly. That's and hard as a rock. Hard as a rock. And she um, starts screaming in pain, and she coughs. And then out of the back of her throat is this like white tube, and it starts making its way oh out of God. her mouth and looking around and Abby realizes later Margaret has been fed tapeworms like that's all she's been drinking those all the milkshakes that Gretchen was giving the her was just protein shakes yeah was just tapeworms yeah and so for people who don't know back in the 80s this was an actual thing this still happens today it happens today but it was it's it's like people look down on it back then it was like a big thing so what you do is you'd order in the paper like a protein shake and at first they didn't tell you what was in it um but then they had now they have to um you'd order this protein shake and then you drink one of these shakes and then for like two weeks you you'd lose all the weight you could imagine and then once you've hit your desired weight, you drink the second shake and that shake would end the cycle and you begin gaining weight again. So what the first shake was, was tapeworm eggs. You drink the tapeworm eggs, they'd hatch in your stomach and feed. So whenever you'd eat, they would, you'd lose the weight because you wouldn't. You're not they, getting any yeah, nutrients. You're not getting any nutrients. They'd be getting the nutrients. The second drink was to kill the tapeworms off and then you'd pass them at mm-hmm. your desired weight. Um, this was an actual thing that really did happen and still happens, it still today. happens today, but Margaret was fed only the eggs for like months, days, days, like weeks. Yeah. It was like a month or, or two. That's all she had was tapeworm eggs. And so it describes some of the, did you find the page? Yes, I did. Because we, we passed where the birds, so that's the thing that. This, we're going to have to start doubling up because we're, I mean, just the time, but I know you want to get through every detail yeah. because that's what makes this book so good is it's so detailed and the imagery is is phenomenal. Oh my God. I could not, every time, you and the the dialogue is so beautiful and the, the sayings that Abby says, they're so profound, but I found the, the section that you're talking about and I don't know. Um, it's not this page, it's the next one. It is this page. Something began slithering out. Yeah, the next page is the one I want to talk about. You want to talk about? So do you want to find the section? Yeah, I'll find the section. You're that already was talking so much. Might um, as well keep talking. Sorry, do you want to talk? No, you can go okay. ahead. You're excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I liked the book. <laughs> you need um, to read more. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do. Uh, so the, the part that I want to read, there's two, two paragraphs that I want to read. So the first one um, is. Uh, as soon as you, Abby notices the tapeworm, it says it slid over the root of Margaret's tongue. And then Margaret gave three explosive throat clearing coughs. 
each one pushing it out farther. It was sticky, gelatinous, and alive. A blind, white worm, thick as a garden hose, and it was hauling itself out of Margaret's stomach with single-minded intent. That's, I needed, thick as a garden hose. Thick as a garden hose. And then the uh, later in the Jesus. page, when they find out what it was, they found 23 pounds of tapeworm in Margaret's stomach, the longest measured 33 feet. Isn't that Holy insane? Holy crap. Isn't that insane? My new fear. It's My terrifying, fear. terrifying imagery. And that was, for me, the scariest part of the entire book. Everything after that, I was like, Oh, you whatever. got a food thing, though. So, like, yeah. I can, that's why it's most yeah. terrifying for you. Yeah. Good God. That was just spooky. And it's it's written extremely oh well. But, God. like, when you go into the book, you're not expecting, like, when, you, when we were looking at the cover, we weren't expecting such terrifying moments. But the no. author, what's the name of the author? Look at the front of the book. Grady Hendrix. Grady Hendrix. Like, oh, it d- delivers and out of nowhere like because like we said the first half it's real of the book cheesy. it's real just like slice of life kind of like this they're best friends they do everything together they'll die for each other they're just uh, little kids and i love that because that was like what it was like to be a kid she did uh, he did uh, such a good job writing what it was like to be a little kid mm-hmm. and the the things you say the way that you think about your parents and that they you think you know what's best for you and you really don't and then it's so cr- it's not cringy but it's so like cheesy and then to have that last half of the book with this like horrifying no you don't expect this like terrifying like especially not with like it's supposed to be a cheesy it's 80s supposed to be movie. cheesy and that is that moment in particular is the first moment that is viscerally terrifying to me like it was be- without a shadow of a doubt, like just the just an utterly disturbing read, a, a grotesque experience that I wish I had seen more often in stories like this, because it, this- it it comes out of left field. But it's but if you look back at the rest of the story, all of the seeds are sown. Yes. They're all in mm-hmm. there. And there's little tidbits like it's just <laughs> disgusting. Uh, it's so gross. It's so gross. So grody. I'm sorry for anybody who's like uh who doesn't like any of this? I'm sorry. We should have warned you. I wanted to read this because this was very disturbing. This is the end of the chapter that Taylor was just reading. So she, they're, they're talking about like she didn't know that she'd consumed this much like tapeworm eggs. Um, and it says, but they couldn't ask Margaret anything because she'd been sedated the moment she arrived at the hospital. It was the only way to make her stop screaming. That's what terrified me. Mm-hmm. To be in so much pain, the only, you can just scream. Like, that's it. Oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> goodness oh my goodness it and then it just continues to ramp up like yeah it gets, no, it it gets worse and worse it doesn't get any it better it, it does just... not get better until the denouement and that's like <laughs> and, and, and that's like 60 pages away so it's, it's so it just it that you think that's bad the next part's even worse the next part's even worse and the next part's even worse until finally it's all resolved at the end and then you're like Ugh. are we gonna say what happens because we're going to say it. Uh, I'm going to say it. I don't care what you think anymore. Um, say it by all means. So she's she's actually possessed. Um, and I was wondering if they were going to do it or not. Or because it's an 80s like cheesy movie. If they were just going to be like, it's puberty. You know, yeah. if they were just going to like. I was really worried on the chapter when they started the exorcism. Right. That, that, that it was just going to end up being. No, she just went crazy. Yeah, that she's like, she, it's mental illness. Yeah. Like, it's not, she's not actually possessed. And that guy was so creepy. Was so creepy. Oh, it was great. Such a great character. It's terrifyingly dumb. 
Um, so the character Christian is the the exorcist. We mostly see him mentioned as the exorcist, not as his actual name, mm-hmm. to reinstate the fact that you're remembering this story. Yes. Um, don't forget the fact that she's possessed. She's and possessed. This, and this is the is guy ex- that's going to help. Yeah, this is the guy that's going to help. He is just a bumbling, like, seven-foot, 300-pound idiot who ha- has a white van. And then in the back, he's like, he's like, I didn't know if you were going to... When they first met up, like, he, she was like, hey, my friend's possessed. I, I think she's possessed. I need your help. They meet up. And um, he's like, I wasn't sure if you were going to bring her today. So he leads her to the back of the car. And in the back of his windowless white van is, like three three rolls of duct tape and like hey like a straight jacket and like handcuffs and, and all this random this like, man captured. is so ignorant he does not realize what he's doing he's just taking a child mm-hmm. to his white van and there's just bags of just rope and handcuffs and mm-hmm. oh my god and then as it goes on and he um, keeps like unintentionally making like sex jokes yeah because he's like i'm trying not to make sex jokes he's trying to keep it so it's not sexual but whenever he mentions the fact that it something would be sexual you're like well now i'm thinking about it being sexual so thank you for that um, (laughs) and he gives her like a date rape drug to knock out gretchen (laughs) it's it's so bad it's so bad um so the rest of the story kind of summed up is she goes to she meets the exorcist she um she calls him up and she's like let's do this he gives her a date rate drug she goes to put the drug in gretchen's drink while her parents are out of town uh gretchen realizes she's there leads her up to her room and then shoots her dog with a revolver i cried i cried i cried because I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. As soon as there was a dog As introduced. soon as there was a dog. As soon as she walked in the house and Max, good boy Max, good dog Max, good whatever dog his Max. name was. As soon as he came up to Abby and started barking, I was like, no, not the dog. Please, not the dog. I'm going to yep. cry now because mm. it's, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, she leads him up and it's this huge event and it's it's written in, in such a tense oh and, and intense way. Gretchen is like, you're has a gun. He's like, you're going to sit there and you're going to watch this and then I'm going to kill you. Um, cause after I do God. that, then I can kill everyone else mm-hmm. and then I can ruin Gretchen's life or ruin my life or whatever. Uh, and then after that, um, the, I'm glad, I'm glad that that was like the climax that it, it hurt, but that was the highest point. Like we can't go back mm-hmm. from here, man. You've now killed. You've killed the dog. The dog. The, the only higher thing you could do is kill a human. Mm-hmm. But this is the highest. And then they refer to him for the rest of the rest of the, of the story, story as good, do- good as, dog as Max. Good dog Max. And they keep bringing him up. And at the end, <laughs> Gretchen's like, I, that's the one thing that like I hate the most that like I did that. And like, she's like, you didn't do it. But I was like, yes, I did do it. It's, oh, it's the heart. It's my heart. Mm-hmm. Then she passes out. Then the exorcist comes by and they take her to uh, a beach house. And they strap her to a, a, a bed and, and uh, begin the exorcism. And the exorcist is, like, becoming increasingly more violent. And they finally drag out the fact that there's a demon inside of uh, Gretchen. And at that point, they, like, shit hits the wall. Um, and the exorcist is like, I gotta go call my dad. Because his and dad is like... dips. Yeah. And then he leaves and does not come back. Nope. Abby's like, well, I gotta do this myself now. And so she begins an exorcism. And this is the point... When I was like, it's cheesy. This is the 80s movie that I was expecting. Yeah. Because then instead of like swearing on the Bible, she swears on like 80s pop icons like Phil Collins and stuff. What was it about Phil 
Collins. I don't know. I like Phil Collins. I was going to ask you about that because I love Phil Collins. Don't get me wrong. But that's literally like half the, the stories like just referencing Phil Collins. Was he like, was that a, like a big thing in the 80s? Like, I don't was know. He, Phil Collins is good. I mean, I know I'm not saying that he's not good, but to be referenced this much, like was he the number one like who's like Harry Styles in today's world? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't alive back then, so I'm not sure. I just I thought maybe you knew you seem to know other stuff about the 80s. I don't I don't know everything. I was not around in the you 80s. You knew that every chapter was an 80s song. Well, because that's like obvious. They're so they're I mean, like all it took was three of them to be like, oh, those are songs that I know from the 80s for me to be like, oh, they must all be 80 like process of elimination kind of thing. Well, you know more 80s songs than um, me. It's like at the somebody's calling me. Oh, no, I think it's right around here. Should I answer? Yes, absolutely. So find your section. Hello? Yes? No, I'm currently recording the podcast. Say hi. Hi, Jay. What's up, man? Not much. I thought you recorded on Monday. Yeah, but we went to... We had to, Chris's thing yesterday. You know what? You're so right. I was there at that thing. You were. I don't think it's picking okay. him up. Y'all enjoy recording for the podcast. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. No, right. Um, did you find what you yeah, wanted? Okay. So, um she starts like like rebuking the the devil on the name of like things that were important to her and Gretchen. So she's like, "By the power of Phil Collins, I rebuke you. By the sacred power uh by the sacred strength of my sweet Audrina and forever, I deny and rebuke you, Andreas, the name of the, of the demon." Um Andreas. And- I thought it was Andreas. 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 I was saying Andreas in my head the entire time. And all sorts of stuff. And then finally the demon's like, no, 80s nostalgia has killed me. The power of friendship. I wrote that. I wrote (laughs) that. That is like the the top of the chapter, I think, at the end of it. I wrote the power of friendship. (laughs) Where is it? (laughs) By the power of friendship. (laughs) But yeah, and that's that's the cheesiest part of the whole story. I'm like, if this is the only cheesy part, the rest of the book makes up for it for Oh, yeah. So, no, the ending makes up for it. Mm-hmm. I think so. The story then resumes sort of like as you speed through the rest of the two of their lives. Of their lives, yeah. Um, and now it's they're suddenly married. They're suddenly like adults. And they like they're slowly losing contact over time. Like they, they go to different colleges. They like mm-hmm. they get married. But they're still in each other's life for the important moments, yeah. which I loved. It's like when they got married or when there was a divorce or when a parent died or something, they were always like there yeah, for each other. they were always there. And it, that was – and it was – I think she mentioned it's like we drifted apart not because we weren't friends, but because we had more like important things yeah. to focus on or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like the you just dropped telling the minutia of one day, right? You didn't tell her one thing. There was no falling out, no great tragedy, just a hundred thousand trivial moments that they didn't share. Each one an inch of distance between them, and eventually those inches added up to miles. Um, when, but then they talk about the bigger moments being there for like weddings or divorces and things like that. And it says when those things happened, they learned that although those inches may add up to miles, sometimes those miles were only inches after all. So really that's good. so profound. It's so right? for this like supposed to be cheesy eighties terrible like jump scare movie cringy friendship and the power of friendship to have those such profound yeah. like real life moments. Real life like moments. that's what happens. You just drift away from people. Mm. Oh man. 
Oh, it was such a good book. I mean, I really recommend, even though we've kind of spoiled a lot of this story. Oh, you're not going to read it. No, I was just thinking that we got halfway through the book and I was like, we shouldn't have, but we did. And it's too late, Mm -hmm. but nobody's going to read it now because we literally spoiled everything. Mm -hmm. But it's really beautiful. It is. The, The writing, it's so easy. Like, I was expecting it to get be really hard to get through. We were trying to find a book that was, like, less than 300 pages, and mm-hmm. we ended up getting a 300-page book anyways. But it, you just, you, like, plow through it, because it's just, it's easy. It's like yeah. watching a movie. It yeah. really is. I mean, I plowed through probably 200 of the of the pages in, like, six hours. Yeah. Because I was just, I had nothing to do, and I was like, I'm going to read the book, and then I beat Randy. Um, Look, man, I had to work, yes. okay? so what? So what? You could have read it. You could have read it before work. But you didn't. I did. And then I read the entire thing. Stop with that smug ass look. Just stop it. No. How many books have you read this year? Do manga count? No. You've read one book. (laughs) I've read four books. It's not a competition, Catch up, scrub. (laughs) Maybe it's not a competition when I lose. (laughs) When I lose. (laughs) No, only Randy can win. (laughs) We judged a book by its cover. Did it live up to the cover? A hundred percent. It was better than the cover. Really? I th- because what I was with this cover, and that's why I didn't want to choose it, was because it looked so cheesy, and it, I thought it was going to be a bad book. It was going to be cringy. They were going to try and do like eighties nostalgia, and it wasn't going to work. It was going to be still like too modern, or it was just we weren't going to be able to relate to it in any ways because all of the references clearly a lot. Some of the references still went over my head. But you got a lot of them. And it is the story of like friendship and like life. And so everybody can relate to those two things. Like having a best friend growing up and slowly like drifting apart from them. I know I have a friend who I was going to name, but I won't name because she probably doesn't want her name out there. I have known her since I was younger than them, since I was four years old. And I still talk to her on a daily basis because she'll I mean, on Snapchat, it's easy to just send someone like a message real quick and then you respond and you maybe talk for five minutes. But that's about it. I still talk to her every day, but we don't have what we used to have. Doesn't mean we're not still friends. She actually posted on her uh, Instagram story the other day. I'm like, drop, you know, the things that they do. And it's like, drop a picture of your best friend or whatever. She posted a picture of me. And I was like, oh, I'm still your best friend. Oh, oh my gosh. God. But that's, life happens. She She's now married. She lives up uh, in spring, really far away. Mm-hmm. Um, And she has a kid. And so she's living a completely different life than me. But we, like, still talk every day. Yeah. And that's just the nature of life. And this book really encapsulates that. Um, And then the ending, it's very, very, like, spring. healthy, tear-breaking, and tear-jerking tear ending. Um, Because... It, like they they're best friends till the end. Yeah. And and they weren't Literally sure if that was going to yeah. happen, uh, but it did. And then that and and the the whole story revolves around their friendship and, and how that was important to each other and why friendships, even against all odds, are important. And if someone is important to you, then you should fight for them. Because of um, Abby fought so hard for Gretchen in like this weird time of need of being possessed. But because of that act of kindness, because of that trust and determination and the the best the power of friendship um gretchen was then there for abby through the rest of her life like through every because abby had a lot worse later in life Mm -hmm. um but she was always there and i and i feel like that's they never say it but that's the underlying thing is i 
think Gretchen was like trying to make up for that time. Like, cause she was so bad. And Abby, she had every right. Abby had every right to leave her and not like associate with her whatsoever. And she didn't. So Gretchen's like, I am forever in your debt, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's, it was a great story. And I really, really want to do an episode like this again. I have. Okay. We're not going to get that. We got, how much more time do we have? I guess not much. Um, I do. I just, the other thing that I really liked was the callbacks. Um, especially cause the, I, like I said, the beginning, it's very like their children and as well as they do like what it's like to be a kid and all the nuances that come with that. I mean, I'm closer to being a kid than other people. Um, but I, I could relate in that sense. And I think they got what it, it was like to be a children or a child. Um, but it wouldn't have been worth it had they, they not done all of those callbacks. Cause they really established like the love for ET, the love for Phil Collins, the, like ice cream and like all of these different things. And then had they completely just left that out in the last half and just made it all like purely horror, purely like exorcism. Yeah. And then just dropped all of that dropped stuff. all of that, like character, like development and those little nuances. Then it, I don't think it would have landed as well, but I liked the callbacks, especially there's one part. And I think it's like the second to last chapter when they finally bring up E.T. again. Mm-hmm. E.T. was like the big thing. And the first half of the book is that yeah. Abby was obsessed with E.T. Mm-hmm. And then we never got it again until the second to last chapter. Yep. But it's those callbacks. I think that's just what it, what rounds out the whole story. Yeah. I mean, it brought it back to its roots. It, it, it reminded you of like how far they've come as friends. They've been friends for pretty much forever. Um, and what that meant to them was important maybe the uh, the audience should choose what we read next maybe for the final one we have the audience choose it's my favorite it's your favorite it's the audience's favorite then they could if they wanted to they could read along with us that's true that's we true could, they give them a hard date and be like finish the book by here and then we'll talk about our thoughts no maybe we should do that we should yeah, okay we should but i say we do the one that you want, want and then we and do, then we'll do that one then we do that one. okay cool but that's what you want to <laughs> do books are pretty good maybe maybe if i pick another one we'll read a manga you can't do manga because manga, it'd be like picking a comic because it's so short. Like it's, you'd need. Not are, all of them. But aren't there like chapters to like manga? Like I know there's, like you have the individual like. I have, I have a couple. I mean, I've read them already, but um, there are like standalones of manga that are like, that are just like graphic novels basically. Okay. Um, I could pick a graphic novel. We'll see. We'll see. It this was, was really, really fun. I really enjoyed reading the book more than I thought I would. I hope it was interesting to listen to us just kind of ramble, read, ramble and retell the, the story. It is really good. And if you are definitely I, I definitely read it if you if you want. I'm not going to force you uh, because we did give a lot of it away. But the, the writing is really good. Thank you so much for joining us on this intellectual journey. And we will catch you guys in the next one. Bye bye. I still can't get over like that's the coolest cover, and it was a good book. And it was too. a good book. It, it doesn't make book. any sense. Oh, don't, break don't break the set. No. Media for the intellectually impoverished is a media light production, edited by Trey Taylor Smith, and produced by Miranda Randy Zays. Follow us on social media at NFTII Podcast. Or email us at mftiipodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>